Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Innovate Finance, a podcast series where we speak to industry leaders on financial innovation and fintech. Our podcasts are available on Spotify, Apple Music and Google Podcasts. I'm Hayley Bromelow, COO of Innovate Finance, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Lloyd Wayhead, founder and CEO at Mana Search. Mana is the leading global fintech and blockchain all-in-one hiring partner. They partner with the most exciting and innovative venture-backed startups across the fintech and blockchain space and pride themselves on nurturing relationships that put diversity, inclusion and culture at the core. Innovate Finance is delighted to be working with Mana Search as their exclusive hiring partner and partner of our wider skills and talent programme. So Lloyd, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me on the show, Hayley. I'm looking forward to this discussion. Um, So to kick things off, um, I just thought it would be helpful if you could just tell us a little bit more about your background. Um, What led you in the first place to create Mana, if you don't mind answering that? Yeah, of course. I'll keep it really brief to start with and uh, save the massive history story. But um, (laughs) just after education, went into um, finance and um, was really in the investment part of equities, um, small caps, technology small caps back in the day. This was around 2000. I was the start of getting interested in private businesses that had big ambitions that were scaling where they were bringing together finance and technology. And around that time, it wasn't called fintech, but it was the starts of um, solutions and applications uh, that were used mostly at that point in investment. And then through my career, always really had at the core of everything I did, um, also the convergence of humans and technology um, so gone through uh, different companies, whether that was large companies I worked out or a couple that I founded, where I'd always trying to bring together in the financial and technology markets, um, the hybrid of optimizing human performance through platform technology um, and got around to founding the Mana Group five years ago, again, with the same uh, approach. And I'll, I'll leave it there for now. Amazing. Um, I always find it really interesting learning how people got into the fintech world, because as you say, it was a relatively new term. I know when Innovate Finance was created. So as you say, in existence, but just wasn't called fintech uh, back then. (laughs) Um, And what does the word mana mean then? So mana um, can mean many things depending on um, the interpretation, but the the interpretation that the, the business um takes is that it's really your magic it's your superpower and in fact we have a podcast called searching for mana where we are going around uh industry disruptors leaders specialists and trying to find what their magic is and why they've come to building the type of businesses they have so it's really at the core of everything in the mana group um now that's what mana can mean simply put The reason that we chose it for the business was I think everybody can relate to, you know, we're not we're not a CV. Uh, We're not just the sum part of our experience. Of course, that is one large part of why we might choose to do what we do in a career. But I thought underneath the hood, really, what you're looking for is that connection of purpose and mission. So we thought Mana was a great uh, brand to get around. Yeah. 
such an incredible story behind that name. I like it every time. Obviously, you know, we've spoken a few times. I, I love hearing uh, it every time. Um, and can you tell the listeners a bit more about Marna's vision and mission then? What's its purpose? Yes. So I think that there's been so much brilliant innovation in many different sectors. Um, and I'm not saying there hasn't been innovation that we wouldn't have all experienced within, um, you know, human capital, let's say, broadly speaking. There's obviously great consulting businesses. Uh, there is LinkedIn that we all use. But I don't think there's been as much as in other sectors. And I think that it might be maybe the most important thing to innovate. We all spend such a long time in what you could call work or in a in a better scenario you know one's purpose or one's career and trying to have the tools and visualize what maybe the right type of path might be i think is so valuable so um again with mana you know i really paused before setting it up and just thought well i can see all this amazing innovation elsewhere has this really happened in our space and 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 I thought, no, not really. So I thought, you know, over the next 10, 15 years, if I can go create a valuable platform in connecting people with uh, missions that really excite them, then there'd be a massive return on an investment. It's a tricky path because we've got so many different sides to the equation. We've got, you know, candidates in their employment. We've got clients uh, driving their companies. Uh, partnerships and many different things. So it's a broad ecosystem and there really is a thousand dots to try and connect, but that's part of the the the, the fun of the challenge as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, that, as you say, it's so um, core to what you do because that's why you don't call yourselves like a recruitment agency or, or something like that. You are very much that hiring partner because you want to see how you nurture the, these partnerships, which I know is so crucial to the work you know you do well, and why we chose you as our, as our partner for this. Yeah, so exactly, Hayley. So that might be one of the, the more challenging things we did. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very early in the journey of trying to get amazing at this, <laughs> which is actually if you set up a technical recruitment business, and I'm not saying it's not really hard, but it's one it's one focus. Yeah. It's you know get a database of technical uh, individuals and then get that type of role in a company, and there's a very kind of like transactional way to make that really valuable and profitable. Now, if, if you take an executive search business, it's quite different. It's a different type of person who's working in that organization. Um, and it's uh, it's almost like a black art in terms of how to you know operate at, at the top level of that type of search. To bring these two things together is tricky because you're bringing two different cultures into your organization. Mm -hmm. And then we wanted to bring a third thing into it as well, which is why we started with Mana Lab sponsoring research with Imperial College to try and look at the design engineering of the best process. And again, the thesis was companies will do more and more of their own internal hiring and rightly so, because, you know, if we think of some of your members, Haley, like a Monzo, they've got an incredible brand. They can get a huge flow of talent coming into that organization. And then there is a load of mastery around the selection of who's going to suit that culture and be an optimal fit along with every now and again, you're going to get a role where people haven't flowed in and you're going to have to have the skill to reach out to that individual. So the 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 individuals who've tried to solve that typically have been from Silicon Valley. 
And, and what we saw is they've come with pure tech plays um, or you've had traditional professional service plays. And I don't think it's the way to um, provide the best platform uh, for this particular type of um, market. So we brought together technology platform, a recruitment business and a search business. That's been very challenging. But ultimately, I think that's where the solution is going to come from. Yeah. And that is your USP, isn't it, really, um, exactly. which, which makes yeah. you um, such great partners. Um, so let's obviously, um, you know, we've spoken about culture a few times now. So let's just dive into that topic in particular. Um, I mean, looking at Mana itself, but also the companies that you work with, um, what are the, the top key things um, that you need to consider when building a company that puts culture at the core? Is there, you know, any top tips you can share? Great question, Haley. So I think that culture can be considered such a soft um, thing or has been. And therefore, to ask answer this generically just isn't um, going to work. What we always recommend is thinking, what is the company that you're building or who are your customers, uh, whether it's B2B or whether it's B2C? But I use a B2C example so we can all relate to it, although I know your audience will be able to relate yeah. to most things. Um, if you think of somewhere like Airbnb, then what are Airbnb trying to do? You know, there's this very famous story where the founders kind of said like, well, what's our service right now? Is it seven out of 10? What would get us to nine out of 10? And then let, let's dare to dream what an 11 out of 10 experience might be. And like from the most basic version of this, it would be, you go to rent a room in a particular geography that you're traveling to. And, and that experience is okay, right? You know, you manage to get the room, you can get into it. When you're there, it's relatively clean. You come away. I don't know what this is. Let's say five out of 10. Well, what's an 11 out of 10 to jump to that one is, you know, when you get off the aeroplane, a limousine turns up, you know, you're escorted into it. Your favorite drink is in the limousine. You turn <laughs> up to the um, property and it, you know, most of the time when you're traveling somewhere, what's next is, but what do you actually then get to do? Like, is it really well curated? Do you get to get the locals top tips on where the nicest restaurant might be? And you're coming away with this wonderful 11 out of 10 experience. And so in their culture, everything has to be that people are insanely passionate about that experience for their customer. So in their offices, it's a interesting visual you know, they turn the meeting rooms into actual Airbnbs. They um, do that. Yeah, they, they, do they? they the meeting rooms were mock-ups. I mean, it wasn't the actual Airbnb and cut it out of a building and bring it in, <laughs> but mock-ups of wow. those exact spaces. And it did tiny little thing like that makes you visualize the culture that you're in and understand what is the customer actually caring about? Because it can be quite easy, as I'm sure we can both relate to, to sometimes get sidetracked on tasks and taken away from what are you trying to experience? So with Mana, what is incredibly important to us? What's incredibly important to us is a couple of things, as I've said, that are coming together. But let's just say, broadly speaking, is that people are having, you know, massive, massive purpose in their career. Yeah. And so we are... Um, you know, beyond, I don't know what the right word here is, but enthusiastic about always talking and sharing when we're seeing best examples of this. And so when we then get to talk to a candidate 
and it does not matter, and this is very different to, to most search firms, right, that they're at any particular level, then we really do an interview almost like this, where we go back to, you know, their experiences, we try and understand their drivers, and we really try and like get into their shoes and think, what is the right thing to do? How are they going to have a compelling next step? Uh, and then combined with the space. So we try and be just as enthusiastic as on the candidate side and the psychology that goes with that to being completely present in the space. So with fintech, you know, that's why it's such a pleasure to be partnering uh, with someone like uh, Innovate Finance and working with you, Hayley. Uh, you know, we try and uh, absorb everything that's going on from a news perspective, events uh, perspective, just live and breathe it. And you get to a point very quickly where you kind of can't remember how you met people, but actually your peer group, other people who are in and building this space, and it just becomes such a pleasure. Um, so again, I'm sure that we need to do more as ever for our culture. Uh, and I'm, by the way, definitely not saying it's all been rosy. You know, we've been pretty good at building other cultures, but to build our own one has been the trickiest thing. And we have to get it like, uh, you know, 11 out of 10. So, there's, mm. you know, I probably at some point need to start putting like mock-ups of other companies in our meeting rooms or something <laughs> and learn from Brian Chesky. But yeah, no, we're, tr we're trying our best. And it's just um, the point there to anyone listening is something has to be really strong in your culture mm. that defines what it is that you're doing. Yeah, as you say, all together with the same end goal and passionate about getting there. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I guess, yeah, that, that it's almost a bit of an expectation for, for Mana and, and your employees because you talk about it so much that there's that added pressure um, to get it right. Um, I have no doubt you're doing a fantastic job, though. Um, so, I mean, talking a little bit about kind of your, your own experience um, and yourself as a founder, I mean, how, is, how has the scaling journey been for you since, since creating the company? Uh, it's it's been amazing. I think that um, I try and ground myself in a constant, if that makes any sense, which isn't some wishful thinking that suddenly the pressure is going to go up or down. The scale um, changes northward mm. in terms of the jigsaw puzzle. But then in many ways, another challenge will present itself. Um, you know, over the last few years, working with many partners uh, where they've had uh, you know, incredibly challenging situations, mm -hmm. um, whether from the outside perception, they're incredibly successful or not. You know, it just I mean, I'm in a fortunate position to understand that, you know, the founder of the company where they're worth billions and billions of pounds and they look like they've got it all sorted has got some challenge on their desk right now and also has some upside opportunity. And it's just, therefore, at some point you've got to say to yourself as a founder, you know, but I prefer this because I'm so excited about what we're building and, you know, I'm looking forward to this very week that we're in. So possibly the lesson that I had to learn, I founded other companies previously and very early on, I think, you know, put everything on myself. And, you know, at one point, I literally collapsed from the, the pressure that, that I had on me in that organization at that point. And, and perhaps what I've done, uh, of, of the very few things that maybe I've done okay, was I, with this 
business surrounded myself with just a few absolutely crucial people um and that has been just the most invaluable thing um we're really lucky at mana to have uh antonietta as our coo and many other things uh heather as our um chief people officer and many other things um <laughs> Uh, we've you know we have dan who's uh a partner and you know one of the the greatest headhunters in the whole space who's been there from day one uh we have mimi who set up uh mana lab um and uh we have alessandro who's uh the md of the core search business there's a group now so i, I won't keep going on but we've got it to a point now where you know i was away at an event at the end of last week and the week before i was at an event and I think those kind of first years where you're having anxiety around, oh my God, are these tasks going to still carry on moving forward? It's now just the surprise that they're moving forward much better than they would if I was doing them. <laughs> um, but but I get to have like the wonderful situation where we all have a trust and respect for the things that we can bring to it. So again, to the point of, of what Marn is doing for other companies, mm. which is bringing those founding teams together um, bringing those organizations together, you know, hiring people who really engage with the mission. That has been the hardest thing, but we definitely got to a point where I had that team in place. And so whatever the challenge is, you know, to be able to do it with those several other people makes it uh, water off a duck's back. Yes. And obviously you, you'll know this only too well that it's, you know, the people that make the businesses at the end of the day, you can have, the best idea but if you haven't got those people behind you to help champion it and drive it forward then um, you won't get it to to where you want it to be so all about the people and I, I can vouch that you have wonderful uh, employees because I've worked with many of them so <laughs> you, good, good team <laughs> um, so obviously I mean that you're you're close to kind of the, the work piece and and culture and people um, you know through COVID and the way we're working now is as changed um somewhat since kind of pre-covid times um what do you think is the future of work um and you know any particular trends that you're seeing uh, when you're working with these different companies yes so huge topic and fascinating and we um are really uh trying to work this out um the whole time so we have a big commitment with mana lab that's focused um from research and development to to the future of work and always going around and trying to see best examples of what's happening. So um, the, the, to start with some type of thesis, I think that um, there's a lot of talk around right now, particularly, um, and that it's, there's been more over the last few years around artificial intelligence. Mm. So what does this mean for us? And the classic, knee-jerk is that this will be some type of displacement of uh, professionals and that hasn't previously you know you go back to industrialization or or, or or innovation previously actually been the case what's happened is there might be some pain in the short term but then actually it creates more opportunity I make no pretenses that I have anywhere near what what, what an outcome could be here but I have I have um, read a really fascinating take, which I think is is possibly the type of thesis that might come true um, from an individual called um, Daniel Suskind, who wrote around the future of work. 
and we can uh, maybe we can share the, the book in the link if anyone's interested. Um, and his take is written in a really fun style to read through because he's using history, which is great. But he's saying maybe it's not this it's zero or one. Maybe it's not that suddenly everything's going to go and we're going to have to just find ourselves, you know, um, consuming entertainment because there'll be no jobs anymore. Or maybe it's not that suddenly, you know, we're all going to be disparately better at what we do because artificial intelligence is going to make us so much better. What it might be is a slow burn to a changing environment where less people are replaceable and those people who are less replaceable will be much more in demand. So if you start looking at that and then if you look at the type of space that we're in, which is if we use fintech, you know, this is relatively ambitious, um, driven individuals who are on the cusp of technology and finance. I think that this is probably incredibly good for anybody who's in that space with, um, you know, with a real core skill set. Now, what this means more generally for the whole world is a much bigger debate. But to keep it in that zone, because that's the zone that I and Mana try to look at, I think it's going to be really healthy for us. But I think that the thing that uh, most people are aware of is you want to suddenly move to an attitude of consistently trying to upskill and learn mm -hmm. because things move rapidly now. So if we take this back to one's career, um, it's really great to start seeing access to these educational tools becoming uh, lower barrier to entry. Um, it doesn't rely on you physically necessarily to go to uh, some type of uh, institute. And so I think it's in a mindset. That would be my way of thinking around things. The way to navigate yourself over the next several years is in the mindset of definitely not being stagnant, mm -hmm. definitely absorbing, okay, that looks like a fad or is it a trend? Okay, if it's a trend, is it something I'm interested in? How can I get good at learning and upscaling myself into that? Um, and then if we like more broadly look at the future of work, there's just so much brilliant innovation coming into it. And it might not be that big topic that I've just spoken about. So for instance, we partner with a platform called Deal, D-E-E-L, mm. um, -E -E and uh, it's an amazing rocket ship. Um, you, you could probably call it a fintech. And again, it's one of those things that you might not have necessarily thought through was going to happen, but is so beneficial now that it has. So what happened in work is people distributed over uh, this last this last era. Um, and what was one of the advantages for an organization is you can employ people from uh, different territories. Right. But then with that, there becomes huge legal and legislation and regulatory challenges around it. And what Deal in real brief has gone and done is created a platform where you can employ these individuals through their platform so you can get access to that talent pool. And they've gone around taking a lot of the, the, the pain away from you doing that for, for an incredibly reasonable amount to do it for. And so for me, that's massive. Like mm. that is suddenly thinking, um, well, not all the great companies might now be built in Silicon Valley. And I just think it shows you how big the future of work can be. The, the space I'm, no bias here, most excited about is where fintech is colliding with the future of work. I think this never, next seven years is going to be just an absolute mega trend. Yeah.
And we're definitely excited to see uh, where it's going to go. I think as well to that point, um, which we often hear that um, there are so many jobs in the future that don't even exist now. So actually, to your point about upskilling, reskilling, et cetera, that, you know, people may be worried that AI is going to take over, you know, certain jobs. But actually, there are jobs in the future that people will go into that we don't even know about yet. It's just all part of um, the development and the progress, isn't it? So um, it's definitely going to be as you say an exciting few years uh to see to see the trends uh that come to fruition so you talk a little bit about um your partnership with deal um and i know you have kind of well other exciting partnerships um within the fintech space the likes um the likes of tide clear pay free trade um can you tell us just a little bit more about these partnerships what they entail and kind of other partnerships you have in the fintech space of course, so no partnership that we're greater excited about than Innovate Finance, Haley. <laughs> Thank you. Obviously, I, I, I will give an I'll give an example that I I, I think I can talk about because um, it's become relatively public recently, and um, that is one that we have with names. So this is really so close to why I set. Um, Mana up it's so exciting and the whole group is in partnership with um with this organization so um just for a little context names is um the first regulated reinsurance crypto um business um they were uh founded um with the early support of insuretech gateway and um dan who is the founder um, who is a goofy, awesome dude, um, <laughs> ex, ex, ex catwalk model, like wow. the candidate for this, for reinsurance <laughs> play. Um, you know, uh, just did some, some brilliant work for a period of time and then uh, came to us and needed to build out various individuals within the team. And like to, to the kind of like stage that they're at now, which is, um, you know, an organization with tens and tens of uh, amazing people into it. We've kind of partnered on bringing the chief operating officer and and an awful lot of the um, the team, and they've done some of that, that themselves, like they, they rightly should. Um, but then we started um, wanting to partner in, you know, other ways also. And so Mana is very fortunate that it's got this, this ecosystem. So one of the things that we can do overall um, I potentially connect people with their next investors. Um, what we're able to do is potentially uh, introduce people to, you know, enterprise partnerships. And what we're able to also do um, is, you know, various um, levels of promotion. So the Searching for Mana podcast that I talked about, which at the moment is sponsored and in partnership with the London Stock Exchange, which is another cool partnership that we've um, that we've just got going with. Um, we were talking to Dan about getting him onto the show and, and he's like, well, look, just like with everything else that we've partnered on, why don't we go a level beyond that? And, um, he's like, I, I quite want to do a podcast also. Um, so they have produced, um, the missing link, um, and their play is really to disrupt, um, Lloyd's of London. So yeah. we were happy with it because it wasn't just, this is one company who's going to come on and, and, and mainly kind of you know, talk about them themselves in, in overt ways, much like with this 
Ellie, you have an ecosystem. You're a good neutral party to to host a platform like this, which is kind of what we think Mana might be with searching for Mana. And and you know, we thought, well, they would be too. And actually, they could speak to the insurance community way better than us because they're so knowledgeable and deeply entrenched into it, and and know more people than us. So we've just released the missing link through the searching for Mana platform as the first podcast. As, that's another you know organization coming onto it and we're now talking to others about um doing the same thing so i think it's just a great example of like this topic of partnerships i had um zero thought that that would be the out come of this relationship <laughs> um but you know you get going and so and so the more amazing people who are on their own journey but you're sharing that journey together that you kind of you know think of adding value to and they add value to you just that serendipity suddenly starts like spiking northwards so much and that partnership has been such a brilliant example so I'm advisor now with names yeah. you know I know their some of their team just as well as I might know some of my own team uh, am I as excited in names being monumentally successful as mine? I just don't know. It's all the same thing for me now. Yeah. Um, so it's an example of when partnerships, I think, go really well. And the thing that I just underscore, sorry, I know I'm waffling quite a lot, but it, it excites me, um, is that was very much reliant on them really buying into why a high level of engagement into the partnership would be so good. We've never had a good partnership where the other side didn't come at us as much as we've come at them, equally drive it and come up with ideas. And we've come up with ideas like just basically liberating away the barrier of like, oh, it's a partnership. Is this going to be this? What do we get out of this? I've never seen that work. But uh, what those guys did so amazingly is for whatever reason backed us went fully in and then what's come from it I think is this really beautiful partnership that's amazing yeah as you say a real true partnership where you both bring you know equal amounts of value to the table um so um I guess obviously you've spoken a little bit about that and other partnerships um that you have in place um what's next for Mana anything else that you want to share with our listeners that's coming up yes yeah, so, so I mean I could go on for a long time but I try and keep it brief so genuinely excited about this innovative finance um partnership love to get to meet with all the members that we might not have um and and very much the starting point of that is just to introduce ourselves uh to your members and be there as a soundboard um and then you know hopefully see if there's any um connection with any of them which i'm sure there would be um two other things really that are super super exciting at the moment so one we also work in the blockchain space uh, which very much financial technology took us into exchanges and defi and then it broadened out from there Um, and some of the most exciting things i'm seeing right now is this 2.5 zone where you've got fintechs partnering with uh, web3 businesses which is working incredibly well if you take examples like let's say sardine um for instance or moon pay um so in that space we've struck a bunch of partnerships with some of the foundations and i and i would say you know if there's not many good search or recruitment or hiring partners in fintech right now well then in blockchain there's basically almost none so <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're we're very excited 
to be walking into relationships with you know Binance, which, mm. which is the largest exchange in 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 the space, uh, and a number of the other foundations and a lot of the Ethereum ecosystem, and so you know just getting into that space right now is so exciting. Um, and uh, I think the scale of that is absolutely massive. And what I would say they're doing well that fintech, um, I think, can probably follow is it's just, again, that openness of collaboration. So it's very natural in Web3 for different companies to immediately be partnering you know, on discords with each other. And I think that fintech, and this may well be because it was very much from a regulated environment and just wasn't quite as uh extremely kind of decentralized as web3 but the benefit of those partnerships in web3 that i've seen is so great so we're going to be trying to like share these techniques into fintech as well um and the the, the final thing really is Mar- mana lab that i talked about um so mana lab now has uh, kind of hosted its first online courses um, and then also first in real life event a few weeks ago um, and the demand is just overwhelming. So we've managed to you know, get some of the most ambitious um, students who are really keen to, you know, work on projects in fintech and blockchain. Um, and so the Mana Lab is creating a DAO, which is a decentralized autonomous organization uh, in partnership with Tezos, who are um, helping us to do this. And we're going to try and manage, going to try to manage this culture um, really with the students leading it, because I think it's the right thing to do. Uh, And I'm so excited about being able to liberate that. Uh, What I can see is the demand is massive. Um, What nobody knows is how to perfectly manage a culture through a DAO. But again, because we're so excited about how massive DAOs could be, then the mentality is, well, let's learn by getting involved into it and let's do it with a part of the business where clearly it will just add value. Mm. Um, and so that's the next thing. And there'll be some uh, some announcements coming out quite, quite uh, shortly about that. You have a busy year ahead. <laughs> there is lots on. Um, but oh, it all sounds fantastic. And we are as equally um, delighted to be partnering with you. And for the members listening that aren't connected to um, Lloyd and the team at Marna, um, please do reach out to uh, either your Innovate Finance account manager um, or Lloyd directly. Um, because, yeah, they, they are a company to know. Um, well, that's it for this episode. Um, thank you, everyone, for tuning in and please do keep an eye out uh, for all our upcoming episodes all of our previous episodes are available on our website so please take a look at our catalogue for many more insights on fintech and financial innovation thanks once again to our guest today lloyd founder and ceo at mana search and thank you all at home for listening join us next time for coffee with innovate finance bye for now